We're continuing our series of sermons on the Holy Mass, on why we say what we say, why we pray what we pray, why we do what we do here in God's house. Now, something that is particular to Catholic churches, particular to our faith, is that when you walk into a church, you know that it is a Catholic church, and one of those things is that you will see many images, images of the saints, images of Jesus, images of the Holy Spirit. And in every Catholic church, I think you can definitely find two particular statues. One, St. Joseph, and the other, Our Lady. You can always tell which is the groom's side of the church for a wedding and which is the bride's, based on where is Joseph, where is Our Lady. You go to our, our historic church, it's the same case there, Joseph and Our Lady. And we have these really beautiful statues. Now why, may you ask, do we have statues in our churches? Well, it's worth considering what our church is. This is the house of God, and we are the family of God. And in a family's house, you will always find images of members of that family, perhaps going back generations. So we have images of members of our family as well, the saints. And we have images of the Holy Family in particular, our Lord's foster father and our Lord's mother, who are foster father and mother to us as well in the family of God. So we have these statues, these reminders of the saints who are our family members, our mentors, those who help us on the way of doing the Lord's will. And in today's gospel, this is perhaps the part of the gospel that mentions Joseph the most. So today we're going to speak about Joseph in particular. And we'll speak about four very simple aspects of Joseph that help us understand why he can be a a great patron to us. He is ordinary. He is not old. He is not an orator. And he lives a well-ordered life. Ordinary, not old, not an orator, and a well-ordered life. So first, he's ordinary. Joseph and all the saints are very ordinary. It's important to remember that. That they are ordinary folks like you and I, with great parts of their personality and, uh, and some idiosyncrasies, perhaps, with daily struggles, with nine-to-five jobs, perhaps, Joseph certainly had one of those. What do we know of Joseph? He's a worker. He's a man who makes his living by the sweat of his brow, either a carpenter or a blacksmith or something of that type. He's a very ordinary man. He's a very ordinary man with some pretty ordinary problems. It's worth considering as we read through the gospel to perhaps even put ourselves in the place of the saints. Men, to perhaps put yourself in the place of Joseph. Here you are, engaged to be married to this wonderful woman, and here she's expecting. What does that do in your own heart? He must have agonized over that decision to divorce her quietly. So let's remember that. The saints are ordinary, and Joseph, he's ordinary as well. And he helps us understand that in the midst of our ordinary lives, our Lord wants to do something extraordinary. You know what the name of Joseph means? The name Joseph means 
God will add. God will add. God will add to those simple things that he asks us to do. God will make our ordinary work extraordinary. God will add grace upon grace so that as we fulfill our very ordinary vocations, he does extraordinary things through them, as he did with Joseph. So first, Joseph is ordinary. Second, Joseph is not old. In the medieval period, most of, his, most of the art of Joseph, he was depicted as a man at least 60 or 70, sometimes even looking older, 80 years old. And the, the thought at that time was, well, if indeed Joseph was the chaste spouse of the ever-virgin Mary, then he must have been old. When men, we know that no matter what age you are, the desire for union in that way, it doesn't go away at any particular point, so it doesn't really make much sense at all. And there's no biblical basis for Joseph being old. Was he older than the Blessed Virgin Mary? Yes, almost certainly. Men were married a little bit later in life. As they became established, they, be, they became able to support a family. Then they were of marrying age. Women were married at a younger age when they are able to bear children. So yes, he's older than her, but he's not an old man. He's a man in the prime of life. He's a man who's able to walk beside that, that donkey on the way to Bethlehem. He's a man who's able to pack everything up in a moment's notice and flee to Egypt and then flee back. He's a man in the prime of life. He's not old. And he's not old. There he is in the prime of life, and yet he is still the most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So he's a wonderful model of purity. Purity is indeed possible, and Joseph, our mentor, shows us the way. So he is ordinary. He is not old. Third, he is not an orator. Joseph shows us that we don't need to be standing up on a soapbox or standing behind an ambo like this with a microphone in order to proclaim the gospel. Joseph, by his following of the Lord's will for him, by his following the law, by his listening to the word of the angel, passed the word of God passed on through the angel, he shows us this is how we can pass on the gospel, by living, on, living our vocation with great joy, living our vocation with great generosity, living our vocation in such a way that people may say, what is it? What is, it this, what is this spark of life within this person that allows them to do these ordinary things in extraordinary ways, with great love. That perhaps may convince many more people than any soapbox speech. And Joseph's life certainly does. What a great example he is to us. So he is ordinary, not old, not an orator, and he lived a well-ordered life. How else is Joseph described? He is described as a just man. And the detail in Koine Greek uh, of, of, uh, of Matthew makes it clear that he's described as a just man because he is a man who follows the law of the Lord. Follows the law of the Lord as a Jewish man. Follows the word of the Lord on hearing the word of the angel. He lives a well-ordered life according to, the, to, the, to God's will and God's law. And we see what the result is. When we live a well-ordered life of prayer, when we live a well-ordered life, reading the scriptures, following the law of the Lord, we see what great things can happen. 
we see that our Lord will entrust us with great things. How amazing it is that God the Father Almighty entrusts His Son, the one who hung the stars in the sky, to a man, an ordinary guy. That the Word made flesh the splendor of the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, looks up at Joseph and says to him, ordinary man that he is, Abba, Daddy. God can do great things in us if we live this well-ordered life according to his will. He can raise us to such wonderful heights when we simply live that well-ordered life according to his law of love. Jesus took Joseph as his mentor, as his foster father, as his friend. And we can do the same. Let's take Joseph as our mentor, as our foster father, as our our dear friend. And with him this week, prepare a place in our homes and in our hearts for Jesus Christ. Amen.